What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, everybody? It's another Picard. TV talk, Star Trek TV talk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This is, what do you go with the franchise or the series? You go with both. I don't know. Just is what it is. Hey everybody, it's Bo here. Um, yeah, I was off last week. I was like out and about uh, in LA and then Mississippi, and now I am back home. By the way, special thanks to Bell who uh, hooked us up and uh, was able to do a full-on Flash TV talk solo last week. So I really appreciate him, and I will also make sure to appreciate him better on the next episode of Flash TV Talk. But this isn't Flash TV Talk. This is Picard, Star Trek, Star Trek, Picard, TV Talk. And oh my goodness, we got an amazing episode three. So as I mentioned in episode one, my first exposure to Star Trek was really through Voyager, which I really enjoyed. I was in that kind of awkward teenage phase of life where it, it just, I don't know, it hit the right way. Plus I was a huge fan of Janeway and uh, Seven of Nine was just a really, really cool character. Love that series. But the thing is, as I kind of tried to understand the universe, the lore, I found out that at the time anyway, a lot of Star Trek fans didn't like Voyager. Like it was like the one of their own that they didn't quite really fully embrace. So I just kind of assumed, okay, well, you know what? I guess I'm not really a Star Trek fan. But then as time goes on, people are like, are you watching DS9? Did you watch DS9? DS9 is the best Star Trek. And I tried to watch that and I found it super boring. But then a friend, someone, maybe it was Belle. I don't remember who it was, but somebody was like, you've got to actually, if you're going to watch Star Trek, DS9 and you think it's boring, you're not watching it the right way. And they gave me like this, I guess it was like an online guide so that essentially you could watch the Dominion War plotline without having to deal with any of the filler stuff. And I was kind of blown away like I was like like the the amount of which I got emotionally involved with the most ridiculous kind of visuals and characters and concepts it was it was incredible so all of that to say that I am really really digging what we got here in episode three this is checking all of my boxes as a Star Trek filthy casual I think because not like you know and don't get me wrong I realized Dominion War that is some deep like deep cut stuff like that is like some deep Star Trek stuff so it seems to me anyway as though this has the appeal of both the filthy casual and kind of the hardcore Star Trek nerd we've got the changelings back we've got a reference to uh to Odo in this Odo of course the actor that portrayed him is no longer with us who passed away just a couple years ago during 2020 but given how that character ended with his kind of rejoining of the great length which is like this massive pile of goo on a planet i don't know that's weird anyway the point is that it's it, it's probably we're probably not going to see odo for a number of obvious reasons but what on earth are these changelings that are out here this kind of extremist fringe group what are they what are they after uh you know the, this idea of they're also supposed to be like this shared experience right this hive mind 
of a community of where they're all kind of going to. And yet we see so much constant diversity throughout the link. It's like a, a religion with all of these different factions and they try to talk about how they have this like great cult-like unity, but the reality is, is that's never actually been the case. There's a ton of disruption that's going on there and always has been. I love the visuals, by the way, of the Changeling in this episode, like the goo, you know, I mean, we've obviously seen special effects increase dramatically over the last 20 years. And so it's really sweet to kind of see how that all plays out here. Seven can find a quarters. It looks like she's going to actually be able to get back into the mix. I liked the little bonding moment that she had with LaForge. Uh, you know, I, you can kind of, you can kind of start to see what could be a really cool sequel series right like what would what would a titan you know or, or another ship with seven in command laforge at the helm with you know crusher you know as kind of this like you know crazy dr jones-esque medical officer like what, what would that look like with this kind of literal next generation like next next generation coming in and being this new star trek fleet how cool would that be well not fleet a ship but you know what i mean speaking of which Riker gets control of the ship because of you know damage that was done to the kind of jerk captain guy from last couple episodes it's so strange because I feel like this is a character who, whenever I've kind of seen him reference, you know, the concept of him as a captain is like this incredible dude, like very like, you know, very hawkish going in, going wild. And yet here we see him at the helm and he is a little shell-shocked. He's kind of constantly dipping and hiding. And it just, it's interesting to me because it doesn't very much seem like that's within his character. It seems like he actually would be the one more hawkish to go and fight with Picard being the one that being like, uh, I don't think this is a good idea. But they kind of reverse that concept. Now it plays into this notion of Picard wrestling with the fact that, in fact, he does have a son. I like the flashback, even with the um, eh, maybe less than stellar de-aging that we see going on, where Riker and Picard are talking about where Riker's about to be a dad. And he's telling the story of, you know, these 17 seconds it took to get to uh, his wife as she was bringing his son into this world. And, you know, the, the fear and the, the challenge and the scariness and all that kind of good stuff because of these complications. And much the same way later on, of course, we see Picard doing the exact same thing. There's a lot of similarities here because both these men in this moment don't know who this kid is that is about to either die or live. And all they know is that this is their child. This is their son. And they want to be there for him and, and all the, the possibilities flash before their eyes. My goodness, by the way, fantastic scene between Beverly and Picard, right? Like when they're going at it with like the back and forth of why didn't you tell me I had this son? Like there's so much love and affection between these two. You can kind of see it. They have so much history together. And Picard is very justifiably hurt. He's destroyed. Like to see him process all of these emotions, what he said, like, I know now I was never going to be my father, but I could have learned that 20 years ago. Y'all, I almost cried. It hit so hard. It's, it's a fantastic thing to doing with this character who, you know, I mean, there's a lot of old man Logan vibes, right? Like there's a lot, and I don't mean, Lo I'm not making that comparison because obviously Patrick Stewart is in both Logan and Picard, or at least I don't think I am. The reality is there's just that kind of old hero near the end of his life, near the end of his career, processing his successes and his failures, seeing the world holds him in this one way, but he knows who he is on top of that. And on top of that too, there's this child that comes into the mix. There, Picard 3 has a lot going on. It's it's like old man Logan, but then they're like pulling in the best of DS9. By the way, we got Routhie. She's dealing with the, uh, and I'm, I know I'm always mispronouncing her name. The way they're dealing with the drug with withdrawals and kind of the post-addiction, like mental status that she's 
season and like all the extremes of everything. You know, I feel like I like I think she's really good paired with Picard. I think when they try to pair her with Seven uh, in season two, there just wasn't the chemistry that they I think they really wished was there. You can't force chemistry. It's either there or it's not. It just wasn't there in season two for them. But her and Worf, I think is going to be like an awesome pairing. Like he's now in this kind of stoic, older but wiser. You think about... I feel like we've seen kind of Klingons in like the early Star Trek movies, which I also found relatively boring, but they're like much more like chill dudes. You know what I mean? Like there's some wild ones, but there's also like a lot of chill dudes. Worf is that chill dude now. He's he's older, but wiser. He's trying to, you know, chill, drink some chamomile tea, but he's still Worf. He's still got it. And so like this this idea of kind of this strength and reserve, this warrior in reserve, like this, this wisdom that comes with that knowledge of what you're capable of. It's fantastic. And it, I think that, you know, pairing him with somebody like Routhi who's really been trying to find herself and has been in this kind of emotional mental turmoil with everything from her family from her losses dealing with kind of the reality of her life's decisions and now literally trying to save the galaxy I think that this this is going to be a really fantastic pairing and I'm excited to see where it continues to go so yeah so much happened in this episode I cannot wait for the next episode I you could not I would never have guessed that one of my favorite television series right now is a Star Trek series but it really is it, it's it's blowing my mind and, and it really just makes me want more like when this is all said and done as much as I really you know Picard himself the character is fantastic and it's great to kind of see this this big kind of ending to the, his long storyline all of these little side characters including returning ones like Seven and these like you know uh, uh, connected characters like LaForge and, and Jack I want to see them go and take off in their own direction Commander Seven would be incredible I would love our Captain Seven I should say would be would be incredible I really want that so very bad so yeah that's that's how I feel about that but how do you feel let us know. Use the hashtag Star Trek TV Talk, and uh, we'll be looking for that on the Twitters. Y'all have mentioned it before, but our website seems to be down. I've contacted our hosting client. Uh, it's a it's a whole thing, so it might be down for a little bit longer. Hopefully, it'll come back. We'll we'll figure it all out. But um, yeah, in the meantime, I've got a lot more <laughs> a lot more of these to record. We got uh, Mandalorian, and we got to prep for the next round of Flash TV Talk. So don't worry, I will very much be back in a flash. <laughs>